0: Support for the PWTCast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole-ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCast at Manscaped.com, if my math is correct about 14 million balls all right so uh if you have balls head on over to manscape and use promo code pwtcast for 20 off and free worldwide shipping uh and now on to the show
1: the following podcast is scheduled for one fall hailing from the pro wrestling tees headquarters in chicago illinois he is your host of the pwt cast
0: Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 173 of the PWT Cast. My name is Scrum. My name is Drew. This is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Bring this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWT Cast on Instagram and Twitter. As well as for additional content, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. Uh, last week was a, a a bit of a twofer. Wednesday, I dropped that free episode of uh, Inception with myself and post wrestling's Dicky Bird. Which uh, thank you for all the positive feedback to that. There was a lot of people who who did not mind myself and Dicky uh spending an hour talking about ourselves before we finally got around to actually talking about inception uh but even then we still talked about inception for for quite a chunk of while there and just again dicky bird someone that i i very dearly loved so i was happy that i uh, was able to put that out there and that again so many of you guys enjoyed that and then friday myself and ben we talked incredibles one uh which was again also very fun i've still I've, I've i've made it a, a point of contention that i'm going to go and watch incredibles 2 finally as i've just been putting it off for no other reason than like i've just been too lazy to pull up disney plus you, you
1: you're just too much of a incredibles purist Ex- to, to watch any sequels <laughs> exactly
0: i'm like nah listen i well like i remember watching creed the first time then watching creed 2 and going huh all right well you know that that was a sequel. But uh yeah, this week myself <laughs> myself and Drew we will be talking uh glass onion. We sat down and, and talked about glass onion, uh, as well and as Only Glass Onion. And only Glass Onion, yeah. We were we, we wanted to do glass onion and bullet train, but uh, we just kinda talked for a for a while about glass onion. We're like I'd be yeah. weird to just sort of shoot in um yeah you know bullet train at this point especially because we both were like we actually probably have a lot more to say about bullet train than we do <laughs> yeah. uh you know um glass onion but you know yeah. regardless and then as well uh you know for every ten dollar note members uh myself and vivian coming at you again with another member another episode of scrums detective agency talking about john wayne gacy so uh again for all that patreon.com forward slash pwt cast and uh yeah This is a a little bit of a special episode as normally, again, it is just myself and Drew um, and the heating and ventilation system that is very loud that I'm always focused (laughs) on that no one's complained about, but I'm sure now people are going to be like, wait a minute, I do hear it every 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, No, we're actually, we're joined by uh, a special guest, a friend of the show, um, you know he's uh he's a top dog he's a member of uh the new dynasty he's been on the draft pod before you know talking star wars and stuff so there'll definitely be some star wars talk on here as uh i did see something earlier in the week that piqued my interest because uh you guys all know how much i love me some damon and lindelof and he's he has his hands on star wars right now so uh, i'm interested to see what uh this gentleman will think but uh yeah joining us this week on the pod is uh the top dog himself jake sterling jake my man welcome to the show Guys, what is going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, I I kept telling Drew, I'm like, we we need to have him on. And he said, absolutely not. I'm putting my foot down. I don't even like Star Wars or wrestling. So I don't want him on here. And, you know, eventually I was able to talk him into it. But yeah, thanks thanks for coming on, man.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this is a, this is, uh, let me just tell you, all you uh, up and coming wrestlers, a little secret. If you want to get over, just be friends with the commentary team. Don't put
0: down everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jake, I yeah. did you know I, I did sort of mention up front that you are you know you're part of the new dynasty, which sir, it's it's a little bit interesting for those for those unaware. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the new dynasty?
2: Okay, yes, absolutely. So, the new dynasty is by far the hottest rising faction in Florida uh, independent wrestling. Uh, basically, what it is is um, T.J. Wilson, uh, formerly Tyson Kid, and Natalia uh, opened up their own. I don't want to say train school because it's, it's not, it's not open to the public. It's, it's a, it's like an invite only facility where they just invite people to kind of brush up on their skills and they let a couple, I don't know, um, more novice wrestlers come in and, and kind of uh, train with them. Um, I started training with them about two years ago uh, and really developed a really, really good relationship with them. And there's two other guys in the that train with it uh, as well. Cam Fox and Kai Price. Cam Fox and Kai Price are trained from day one by T.J. Wilson. The only two people in the world that can say that. Um, their first lockup, their first hold, everything was 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 T.J. Wilson. Um, and as we became more and more, uh, as our relationship developed with T.J. and Natty, and we became you know closer with them and everything, uh, we really, in addition to like gaining their respect for everything that they've done and everything that they are, realized. Like there, there was the Hart Foundation, there was the Hart Dynasty, and then there was really no next in line. Um, there was no getting, uh, uh, children or anything that were going to continue that legacy. So uh, I kind of came up with the idea um, to approach them with an idea of, of basically, could do, do you have? any uh reservations with us three being the next in line the ones that continue that like are you comfortable with that do you do you believe that we're we have the talent to do that and um didn't know what they were gonna say because we could start this group and wear black and pink and call ourselves the new dynasty but it doesn't mean anything unless they approve it mm-hmm. and unless <laughs> they're behind it and uh, they were all about it they said 100 percent, absolutely you guys got to do it so um that's the kind of the the legacy and the like the Responsibility that I feel like is on my shoulders now to to continue that legacy, which is it's 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 intense sometimes, but uh, that's 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 our goal, you know, is to, is to make them proud.
0: Now, with you being the more veteran of the three, how much more how much more pressure does that put on you? Because you know, again, like you said, you know, these two are sort of trained from scratch, you know, but you 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 come in having having been trained before. Like, do you feel like sort of the elder statesman of the group, where it's like, all right, like. You know, we got we we got the black and pink gear, we got their approval, now we gotta make sure because you know, I'm I'm sure there's been plenty of instances where, you know, someone sort of grants that, yeah, sure, you can go ahead and, you know, carry this on, but like, you know, Nanny and TJ, you know, two very big prominent names currently right now, so it's not like, Oh yeah, I do remember so and so and they used to sort of wrestle. It's like, Oh yeah, no, you can see one of them every week, like, you know, uh <laughs> kicking ass.
2: Yeah, uh, it's definitely, and it, it definitely feels like an intense responsibility sometimes because I feel like I haven't been wrestling for crazy long either. Uh, I'm, I'm in two and a half years since my first match, I believe, but uh, I feel like I had time to make mistakes. I had time to figure things out. And with them and the legacy that they've got to uphold right off the bat, they don't have that opportunity. It's like, so, so I have to kind of um, try to convince them and teach them things before they, they can make the mistakes themselves. Um, and then even, even outside of the ring, like things like creating content for ourselves and, and, uh, and just letting, like teaching them what's important inside and outside of the ring is, is definitely something that we're constantly working on. And, um, uh, yeah, it's. I definitely feel the responsibility of, of, on my shoulders of of not only having to get, to build my own legacy, mm-hmm. yeah. but to continue theirs and help these guys go theirs. And
1: uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot sometimes, but it's it's a super fulfilling for sure. Yeah, and that's one thing I think you guys do do a great job of of the training videos and everything else you've done, especially last year. I think you like really set a. It seemed like it anyway to really set a goal for yourself to like put out those training videos and, yeah. um, you know, like let the world know who the dynasty is so and man i tell you when you guys when you guys won the titles last november that shit was great
2: <laughs> it was cool it was cool i didn't I, I never really had like tag team wrestling on my mind until yeah. uh it got pitched to us and uh because I, I always thought of myself as the singles guy and the other two as a tag team mm-hmm. and pitched for uh for me and kai to to tag and i, I was like well well what what better way? I mean, this, this whole legacy is built on tag team wrestling. So it's yeah. uh, a whole nother part of wrestling.
0: Well, I think that is also like, in part, you think of like heart foundation, how at least to me, it always was sort of fun when it's like, all right, yeah. You know, you typically these two are the tag guys, but now we're going to sort of just switch it up, you know, with factions in general, whenever it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 now we're going to sort of move things around. Like I, I remember, I think it was, Worlds collide like a few years back, where it might have been Kyle O'Reilly or, or Bobby Fish, one of the two, like mid-match got injured, and Roddy just like, all right, well, yeah. this is fi- yeah. like this <laughs> is happening, and just jumped right into the match, and then you know you never think about it, and then until you go, huh, yeah, it's like I guess you know these two do sort of make a good tag team, but um, yeah, having trained with Natty and TJ, like what are some fun Natty and TJ stories? Because obviously. You know, again, they've been on WWE TV, more so Natty now that TJ's working behind the scenes. But like, these are people, at least with myself, like I, you know, I was introduced with them when they, they popped up on like ECW and stuff. Um, and it is always fun, you know, when I would watch Total Divas and, you know, sort of see them back and forth. And, but like, you know, getting to know them, what are some fun TJ and Natty stories?
2: Well, right off the bat, what comes to my mind is like, so uh, my first time going and training at the dungeon, I was, I, I had to drive like an hour to get there. I was sh- violently shaking the entire way there. <laughs> so nervous. I was, you know, just so hard on myself. I was the whole ride there. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be good enough. I'm going to be the worst person there. This is going to be so embarrassing. And as soon as I got there, everybody o- welcomed me with open arms and it, it was, it was great. And, and, and like, it's, like cheesy as it sounds, like the people that I train with there, and Natty and TJ have become my family, and that's the craziest part of all of this. It was, it's, it's always cool. It's not lost on me that I get to train with Natalia and I get to train with kid. Like that's, I'm still a fan at heart, and it I doesn't get lost on me. But like, truly, these guys have become like my best friends too. And so, it, what's crazy, like, is I'll be over at their house sometimes. Like we'll we'll watch pay per views together, or we'll have dinner or something like that, and. Every once in a while, I'll just zone out. They'll be talking, and I'll zone out, and I'll look around and be like, "What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> in this giant house, listening to stampede wrestling stories from Bret Hart's sister uh, and uh, Natty's mother, <laughs> and it's just like mind blowing. Sometimes, like that I, I get so into the moment that I'll, I I kind of sometimes will just, like I said, zone out and be like, I, "I don't even understand how I got to where I'm at right now."
0: Yeah. No, that,
1: that yeah, that's makes- one okay i was i was just gonna say like you talking about the family i just remember there was a I, sometime in the past year you had posted some video of like it was it was just weird because like i remember seeing your version of it and then natty's version of it, it was like you guys were doing like a cookout at the house or something and i was like man i'm so fucking jealous of jake right now <laughs> oh,
2: yeah that was uh, that's okay so that's a good one actually good good one yeah. that, uh, we were i think that was was it like a fourth of july or something maybe something like that. it wasn't fourth of july uh-huh. but like some kind of cookout for some reason. I can what it was, but basically, uh, <laughs> they're so random. We show up and Natty just comes up to us and she's just like, Hey, uh, TJ got this big delivery of meat. We don't know how to cook it. Can you just cook all this meat? And we were just like, all right. So being, uh, uh, he's on NXT now. One of my best friends in the world, uh, he used to wrestle as Jake Tucker and now he's, uh, Channing stacks, Lorenzo, the right hand man of Tony D'Angelo. Okay. Uh, he was uh, he was there with me as well and and he, he's from uh, he's from I want to say the Carolinas so he was bragging about he's a southerner and he knows how to use a grill and just was butchering all of this expensive <laughs> stuff <that happened>. so, <laughs> so uh, i took over and um, and started grilling and, and natty was just like just blown away by the fact that we knew how to use a grill and stuff and that was that was a hilarious night too just tj and, and uh, harry smith chilling on the couch while we cooked him a bunch of meat like
0: what <laughs> See I always <laughs> like to think I'm I'm better on the grill than I actually am. So like I remember like my first apartment that I ever had um it had like a, a a tiny little balcony that you could literally throw a grill on there and that was about a grill and a chair and I remember I like myself I was like you know I was like I've seen my dad do this enough like I not I I know how to fucking do this and sure enough I was like I invited like you know whatever girl I was dating at the time and I cooked I'm like it's going to be so great and seeing her bite into that first piece of like chicken, and then just like I like just I'm like, oh, that is not the reaction I thought you were gonna have. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, you you left it on there for a little bit, huh? And I'm just like, oh, I was like, no. and then you know, I so was like, oh, let me grab one of these burgers. And same thing, just seeing that first bite, and I'm like. Phew. Oh yeah, I was like, this is def- definitely uh, yeah. next time I will just next time I'll just order <laughs> in because it was no special occasion. Other than I was, <laughs> then I was like, you know what, I should probably use that, put that grill to yeah. use. It's
1: like a Christmas vacation where they're like dipping it in water, to drink or eat and
0: stuff. You're, you're, you're not far <laughs> off though. Um, yeah, no, I, I would say though, like I I definitely think you know I mean myself to a lesser extent, you know, working through and teas, like I do, sort of sometimes get to like take in those moments you know Mm -hmm. where it's like um like i had last week like someone was like what's the weirdest like dinner experience that you've ever had and i my it's instantly my go to is always uh it was a few years back there was a convention here in chicago that we were working and uh they had like the green room where you know all the celebrities are going in and everything and uh we were also granted one of these passes and it's always so weird because like i'll go back there to grab food and i'll be starving and i don't want to take all the food because i'm just like oh there's you know there's dave batista and uh you know hayden christensen and they're they they need they need the food like i'll just grab a muffin or something but uh it, it was kenny the bucks uh i forgot who else was there but kenny was like oh he's like yeah let's go get food i'm like okay i'll come with you and so we're just, you know, we're grabbing our food, and right in front of us is Alicia Silverstone, and she's just filling up her plate, and Kenny and I are kind of just like, oh, shit, there's Alicia Silverstone. Mind you, my, I'm like, oh, shit, me and Kenny Omega are going to have dinner together. And, yeah. you know, she's just putting everything on her plate, and then she just taps me on my shoulder and goes, hey, excuse me. And I'm just like, huh? She goes, <laughs> do you know those are portobello mushroom sliders? And I'm like, "Uh, I, th- I think so. Like, that's what it's labeled. She's like, can you, you do me a favor and just pop it open just so I can be sure? i'm like uh okay and i'm like looking for some sort of utensil she goes no honey it's fine just use your use your hands mind you i like i don't know i don't know when the last time i washed my hands or like use hand sanitizer <laughs> was you know and so i'm just like okay and i just like pop it open for her she's like awesome she goes can you hand it and i'm like okay she has me put it in her place she goes he gave me another one and i'm like okay and i hand that to her and then me and kenny just look at each other like what the fuck like what was that <laughs> you know and to me i'm like that's you were just like Marry me! <laughs> well, I like. I didn't even know what to say because I think that like they had uh, like Donald Faison was also there. Like they had a lot of people. Yeah you know and so they're all just like sitting together and there i am with like kenny omega and i'm like what like what is my life right now that uh, you know i'm like the the best bout machine and i are having you know uh, lunch together while alicia silverstone is asking me to just touch her food with my hand so you know, definitely you know I, I could relate to that and as much as just like yeah you are sometimes put in these scenarios where it's like huh i guess this is happening
2: Yeah, everything about that story that you just told sounds like when you wake up and try to tell someone a dream you just had. It it sounds completely like off the wall. Yeah, me and Kenny Omega were there. We were at this table and like (laughs) fighters and Silverstone was there.
0: I'm like, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then Tom Kenny came in and did the SpongeBob voice for us. (laughs) Uh, I think that was the same year. We did meet Tom Kenny and I remember going up to him and asking for a picture and he had just sneezed in his hands. And then went to shake my hand, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sick," and went to give him like the the elbow bump instead because I was like, "Dude, I don't care if you're SpongeBob. That's fucking gross."
1: <laughs> yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> oh shit, but yeah, man. Um, you know, I got one of one of the things that did uh, put you at least on the map for me was, and again, you've been on the draft pot before, and you know, like obviously, whenever you know, whenever there's that intertwining circle of like wrestling fan and. uh Star Wars, you know, comic nerd, all this stuff. I'm always just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know. So I sort of, uh, you know, I don't know what the this motion is that I'm Mr. Doing. Burns hands. i uh, Mr. Burns hands, yeah. And excellent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, excellent about it, and so. You know, earlier in the week there was something that I saw because I get, I don't and I don't know how you feel about this like the last set of Star Wars movies that came out the last trilogy we could talk about it but you know there's there's a whole new slew of them being written by Damon Lindelof and I'm a I'm a huge fan of his you know Drew and I every week are like it's almost like a game where it's like how many leftovers references can we you know <laughs> put in there that most people are probably just like I don't. I don't understand why they keep laughing every time they mention October 14th. But, he, you know, he he's writing supposedly the next set of uh, Star Wars movies. And one of the rumors coming up is that the, they're looking for a person of color in the lead. And that's sparking rumors that uh, we might get the character of Finn back, which uh, for, you know, for people who have sort of uh, followed Star Wars, John Boyega didn't hasn't exactly had the nicest of things to say about his experience on the, the Star Wars movies, but... Um, I think to me, that was one of the underwhelming stories that they told where it was just like, here's a stormtrooper; He's going to be a Jedi. And then it just never really happened. But like, I mean, you know, Jake being a star Wars fan, like what are, what are you, how, first off, how did you feel about the last set of, of star Wars movies? Cause again, they're, they're pretty divisive amongst, you know.
2: Um, I'm not a very good person to ask because like star Wars could put out like the biggest piece of dog crap and I'm still going <laughs> to love it. It's just, like most most marvel movies and and star wars movies like i just i just love that they're still coming out honestly mm-hmm. so like i'm so easy to impress with those so i know there's people that think the story doesn't make sense and blah. i'm like i don't care it was star wars they had lightsabers like it was great so <laughs> I, I, I get like uh why some people don't you know things they don't like about the last three movies but i like, can definitely eight more than anything for me uh but I don't know, I'm just I'm just such an avid fan like of of the story and 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 the characters and just uh, and like over the years, visually, how they've gotten so much more impressive um that 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 I just I love them no matter what. so i'm 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 a hard person to like pick them apart.
0: Is there something specifically that you'd like to see in these newer ones? because because like, I mean, to me, I'm someone like I, I'm sort of with you where oftentimes when people complain about like the Star Wars or the Marvel movies, I'm just like, yeah, but. It's, you know, it again, there was for a very long time, you know, the best of either that you had was like, you know, you had those original three or like even with the Marvel movies, it's like, yeah, but they, you know, they made Daredevil. That was pretty awesome. And you're like, I guess, you know, see seeing him in that red suit and, you know, now people are like, no more Skywalker, no more. And I'm someone who's like, but why? I don't mind another Skywalker in here. Like, you know, yeah, um, that's the story exactly like i it, you know i don't know drew how do you know are, are you one of those people who's like no more skywalkers or you're just like let's find one of the skywalker cousins that we never talked about
1: yeah i mean absolutely like i to me <laughs> anything to just kind of i don't know put it back on track i guess um and yeah like he said like eight is definitely it's just like a it's just such a wash of like it, it it was odd for me for the last one like if you look at the overall story cuz like 7 like like i remember at first 7 came out and eight, like people were just like oh my god I gotta get. like it's set up like it's just setting up you know let's see how it goes and then 8 was just like hey remember everything we did like 2 years ago forget all that yeah. <laughs> and then nine came out and they're like remember what we just did two years ago forget that we're gonna go back to what we did four years ago and it was this kind of like, way what like a little bit of whiplash there but yeah i don't like if there's a cool fucking skywalker story out there absolutely let's let's hear it like it's i it is it's the family like it's the you know it's the two fucking greatest jedis of all time come from that there's got to be some more out there somewhere
0: yeah, like I like that's the thing with me. I remember 8 being being the one Star Wars that like because I grew up with episodes 1, 2 and 3 as like my Star Wars movies. Like I like yeah. and I understand I'm like that they're not, you know, they're mm-hmm. not great movies, but you put on you put on Duel of the Fates and I, the, the the hairs oh, on my yeah. arm just stand up, you know. Um yeah. But like I remember watching episode because episode seven was one that I rewatched so many times and especially like that cliffhanger ending. Like I remember watching it the first time, and you know, and then you finally you, like you see Luke and you know that's Luke and looking down at my clock and going, oh no, like – like this is gonna be a cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. And you
0: watch episode eight and it's kind of just like, huh, okay, and and I do like Ryan Johnson like as a director, which was like the bummer thing where it's like, oh fuck, like this is oh really this is what you did huh and then having to see like all the people passive aggressively like yeah you know i didn't necessarily agree with that but you you know i would have changed a thing or two here and it's just like oh man like don't be fake hollywood nice like tell me (laughs) tell me how much you hate it which of course like you have like oscar isaacs and john boyega afterwards sort of just like yeah no that that wasn't like our favorite but now i'm with you man like i don't Cause even, even with, you know, you have like the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and all this stuff. And like, I don't know about you guys, but like as fans, like I want fan service, like you, you can give me fan service, stuff and I'm not going to complain, but there's almost this like weird elitism of like, no, give me give me some weird corner of the Star Wars universe. No one's ever heard of, no one's ever talked about and just do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But also, like, if you're gonna put,
1: yeah, like, where's where's that where's that Borvo the Hunt trilogy? <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew
2: Borvo was coming up at some
1: point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that and that's a thing too. Like, now that you have Filoni and uh, oh, what's his face, um, uh, Dave Filoni and the uh, the guy who did the first Iron Man movie. Oh, uh, Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. Where they're just like, yeah, we're gonna do all this really like really deep cut nerdy shit it's like yeah go ahead do it like it's just i don't know it, it's so weird to me that it's there seems to be two spectrums of like the star wars like fandom where it's like that's too deep cut or like it's not deep cut enough and i would hate to have that fucking job
1: yeah, yeah.
2: it's just like wrestling fans honestly like, <laughs> yeah, like i love i love wrestling but i hate the majority of wrestling fans and it's the same with star wars i love star wars but star wars fans suck like a majority of the time just like be happy it's just like i got about this like amazing created for you i don't
0: know no i'm I, like i'm right there with you because that that's always the thing like whenever like whenever and this week we had no shortage of it you know but it was like there was so much like wrestling news like breaking out and i, I think it was like i think it was like monday where they were like "Ooh, jay white's contract is coming up where might he go and i honestly thought that was going to be like the main discourse for the week where it's like you know where like I don't know, you know, probably whoever gives him the most money, like I don't, you know, it's like whatever he wants the most, and then just everything starts coming out of the woodworks, and and that's the one thing where, but yeah, sure, everyone can have an opinion by all means, but like to the extent to which I take you know wrestling Twitter seriously, it's just like I don't care, you know, it's like there are. Very few people whose opinions I will take seriously, and the rest it's just, you know, I love the color blue. Why? It's just my favorite color. Well, you're stupid for liking it, and it's like, okay, and it's like, wait, wait, wait. So you like the color blue, but you don't like the color red? And it's like, no, man, I just, I never said that. I just really (laughs) like, you know, the this particular (laughs) shade of blue, and it's like, so you hate baby blue, And, and oh, my God, like, yeah, and I had to imagine, again, too, yourself being on the other end of like you're a wrestle you know and, and seeing that where it's just like oh can't we can't can't we just just you know and i know it's the old wwe adage of like let it play out but fuck, yeah. sometimes it is just let it play out
2: yeah i agree just sit back and enjoy and I'll enjoy the ride yeah
0: yeah. Uh, yeah but again and even even though like this week was sort of crazy with just again there's like all the wwe stuff where i think it was it might have been like late Monday where they were just like WWE sold to Saudi Arabia and like you know when everyone was talking about like yeah they might sell and stuff like that that was obviously one of the the people they were saying that you know they might sell too but and, and it's a good example of like don't just don't just start reporting shit because you know everyone came out of the woodworks and was like it, it's happened you know they they it's official they own them now like it's and you know it's like whoa, whoa, whoa hey. T- time out like no that's just the rumor of what might happen and like i mean my you know again with myself personally like it's one of the things where it's like i have no stake in it and anything you know it's like i understand everyone getting upset but it's like to the extent some of these people it's like all right like how much of a majority shareholder are you in this company because like you know to me it's just like it doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me why again it, it it's it sucks that it's Saudi Arabia who they'd be signed to, but it's like really at the end of the day, it's like you're you're probably still gonna watch. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I I, I feel like it's uh with that, like yeah, people they I'm honestly like even with the last like you know the what do they call them? this is the crown jewel and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like oh, I'm never watching again, and then like. The next time they go back, those same people are like, man, did you see that bullshit they pulled? (laughs) Like It's like, I thought you weren't watching again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, it's a lot of just like, I will never watch. And then they're tweeting and it's like, yeah, can you believe that match? And I'm like, what happened to we were we're not watching, you know, like, I mean, but again, it's it's the same people who will go watch, you know, who are just like, G-Hulk. Can you believe that? I'm never going to watch any Marvel thing ever. And then, you know, there's just like, but you guys see that Ant-Man trailer? That looks pretty fucking cool. <laughs> uh, which I which I will say, have you guys watched that new Ant-Man trailer that came out? Because it was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and like, I know the rumor, everyone's talking, everyone's like, man, Ant-Man's going to die in this film. And that was one of those things where I was like, I don't know, like, I don't think they'd they'd kill him off. But seeing specifically the one scene where he's going toe-to toe with Jonathan Majors, who like, I've seen him get ready, like I saw those pictures of him on like Creed Three where he's just, you know, he's jagged yeah. to the gills. I'm like, that that's something that's gonna be fun because uh, like the Air man movie's are always sort of just like really fun and and sort of, I don't want to say not taken serious but they were ones that for the majority, I didn't really take them serious. Like even like, even like with the last one, the post credit scene where that was the one thing that caught me off guard where I'm like, Oh, this is kind of like this fun, cheery movie. But this one just looks intense. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like this one, I'm like, I feel like it's probably going to be a lot harder than, than the last two. Oh, for
1: sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said that it's like, plus you kind of know, like Jonathan major's, is going to be bigger and better coming up, so it's like the writing on the wall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, it's it's going to be a sad one.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, like it's just, it's one of those things that I I do enjoy, and then there's always like so many theories too that are going like because they're like well they're in the quantum like the one that I keep seeing is because they're in the quantum realm mm-hmm. and time works differently there. They're like which the one that's like sort they're like the movie's two hours and two hours could t- hypothetically be two years and what's supposed to come out in two years they're like the next you know they're like uh secret wars or, or king dynasty whichever one comes out first they're like so they're like it could be him leaving this movie and it's the, like the beginning to that and i'm just like yeah i don't know that would be cool but also just you know i'm like i i don't know like it almost feels like to me and it's partly like my fault too, because like I follow so many of these like accounts that are just like, this is in development, this is coming out, this, and I'm like in my mind I tr- I try to like, okay, you know, you're, at this point you're essentially just throwing out names and numbers at me that like when it comes out like it's, sure I'll I'll be there and and you know opening day and watch it, but like, I don't know, it's just you know it, it it's almost like like oh drew we're gonna go to dinner and it's gonna be fucking great it's gonna be so good like you're gonna have to unbuckle your belt it's it's gonna be so good and you're like awesome when are we going well february in in two years yeah it's like oh yeah okay kenny and kenny's gonna
1: be there and alicia silverstone and
0: (laughs) tom kenny's not gonna wash his hands
1: yeah and that guy you love from scrubs will be there oh it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) Oh, either yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Yeah. No, but you know, again, and that's and, and that's the one thing even with like the like the Marvel movies right now and stuff, where it's just again, like it's so weird. Same thing with like the fandom where like I don't think there was anything like overtly, again, with like the the, the phase four that I had to complain about. But mm-hmm. it's it's very much that where it's like you you can't make like I I think we talked about it where you know it was just like was She-Hulk so egregious that, like, you had to, you know, because like, you had to get so upset where I'm like, I don't yeah. know, just don't watch it. Like, I watched the Miss Marvel all the way through, and am I going to go back and rewatch it the way I have with, like, Loki or WandaVision? No. But yeah. it's, it's also, it's like, you don't, like, I don't feel the need to go online and just... Talk shit yeah. every like what Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was that yeah. you know that it sort of came out, and that's the thing. Like even with
1: this this last phase four, like the like again the the fans like <clears throat> you know I obviously Thor like that Love and Thunder has gotten, but like look, I still fucking cried when she came out at the end, and I was like, no, she's gonna die now. <laughs> like like it still fucking got me. Like mm-hmm. say what you want about like all the silliness. It was like when it, when it came down to it, it's like still fucking pulling where it needs to pull. So they, they still do a fucking great job of, you know, developing story.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, I, I did see also, it was like, it was kind of interesting that, uh, old fucking old Benoit Blanc, you know, from, uh, what's his name? Daniel Craig, that Daniel Craig, like that, yeah. that, that they, that he's been offered to something in the MCU. And he he's like, I never watched the, the, the James Bond movies. Like, I've mm-hmm. seen him in like every other thing he's been in, but it's so weird that like, he, like it's just like I don't know. I've I've just never cared for, for the James Bond movies. Like I, I and I know, you know, it, it's one of those movies I'm sure if I watch at least the Daniel Craig ones, I'd enjoy them. I enjoy, yeah. you know, the people behind the movies, people in the movies. I've just never actually sat down and, and, and watched them and i'm sure if i did they'd be great but like daniel craig is someone who again he's such a good actor every time i see him in something else that like like he's almost someone like i know some people were saying like dr doom and i'm like i'm like i don't know like maybe but i I don't know like is there anyone you know you think dr or dr dr craig (laughs) dr 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 daniel craig would be good in (laughs) or be good as
1: like mcu wise you're asking yeah oh i don't know like i mean nothing comes that nothing comes like to mind but again i i could just be you tell me i'm like yeah i can see that but yeah i don't know yeah but i do agree with you about the james bond stuff like he was the first bond that i actually like like to me like james like when i was growing it was always like oh those are like dad movies yeah. Like so, I never like I was never like mean, oh yeah, that's what my dad like like you know that James Bond is like like all my friends' dads and everything else like that's what they're into. But then like that like what was the first one Casino Royale? I watched and I was mm-hmm. like oh okay maybe I do like James Bond. I what? just had to find the right one.
0: I mean like I'm I'm sure you guys played GoldenEye right? Like oh yeah, boy, like that was what of those things. Like, we're like it's fun GoldenEye's cool, but that it's like I think I made the mistake of like all right let's watch one of these James Bond movies and I'm like this oh this is too much talking like this is you know especially because like you're at that age but uh yeah yeah, no that's again yeah with with just fan casting in general i always feel bad because it's like and, and and it's funny james gunn is someone who's constantly like you know you want to talk about like being on twitter that guy's constantly just like Whenever people are fake reporting things or they're always just like, Yeah, like it happened earlier this week where they were like so and so's rumored to be the next Superman. He's like, Nope. They're definitely not rumored to be fucking Superman. Like I <laughs> I know, I'm in charge, like it's it's not a thing.
1: If, if it is this news to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you call it? Um I was just, I mean some news to me though this week was again like we mentioned so in the midst of all the all the the WWE stuff uh there was the rumor that Tony and Shad Khan you know are 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 interested in buying WWE which I think it was like oh if they did you know it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be like they would just outright buy it it would be more so uh they would get like potential uh, they would get help or something like that but um I again, yeah, yeah, like an
1: investment thing, like a team or something like that. I think yeah. I don't
0: know, and yeah, I, I, and I think that's more so just like them throwing that out there of like, because I mean, again, what's to say that they're like, yeah, me, Jake, and Drew got some money and we're gonna put it together and buy WWE? Like, hypothetically, it's like anyone can buy it, really. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know, like. You know, Jake. Like as a wrestler, do you see that sort of as like, oh, like it's just gonna be another monopoly in wrestling, or like, I don't know, is that something you know you'd be you you know you'd think would be uh, good for wrestling?
2: Um, I don't. Know. I mean, we're this is really unprecedented times in professional yeah. wrestling. Ever, yeah. nothing like it's ever happened before. Like, yeah. I don't. Know. It's it's always been WWE and somebody, and now like this is the first time since I don't know the. 60s 50s that wwe WWF, or whatever is like in limbo like we don't know what's what's gonna their name might not be the top force or, or someone yeah. else or if you get another name change we could we could get the e out now i don't know what we're doing <laughs> but no i don't think it's good i think i think the more wrestling companies the better i think the more mainstream wrestling can be the better um the more competition the better uh I mean, the worst, in my opinion, the worst years in professional wrestling history are the ones where WWE was unopposed for for yeah. so long. Just, they they could do whatever they wanted. It didn't matter if the fans liked it or not. If you want to watch wrestling, this is all you got. But now, once once there's ratings ratings wars and and um, you know, people fighting over sponsorships and things like that, like like uh, writers and, and and promoters are so much more inclined to put out the best product possible and to give the best wrestlers the chance possible and and pay the wrestlers better. And it's just Better for the fans, it's better for the wrestlers, it's better for everybody the more large companies we have.
0: Yeah, because I mean, even like with myself, like I, I I don't know about you guys, well like I grew up, I started, I don't start watching wrestling until like right before WrestleMania 20, so for a while that was sort of all I knew. Obviously like going back and hearing about, you know, the Monday Night Wars and, and all this stuff and that was, for a while, yeah, I was like, wow that would be great. A, a second rival company? Uh, you know, cause I'd hear like the stories of, we had WCW on one TV, we had WWF on the other and, you know, the, the best was when, you know, WCW would spoil what was going to happen on WWF because, you know, th- they'd already taped it and stuff like that. Like the pettiness, which still goes yeah. on. Not, I don't think to, to the extent, you know, that, uh, it, it's mostly like Max Caster coming out and, you know, dropping a, <laughs> yeah. a, a reference or two on that. But yeah, cause you know, like even, even with like independent wrestling companies, uh, you know, like in Chicago, there's there's about two or three kind of like bigger ones that, you know, it's there are some people that sort of, you know, show up at the same shows. But it is also fun when it's like, I have no idea who this person is. And, you know, and you see him at a at a freelance wrestling show and you're just like, holy shit, this is like, for instance, uh, Brian Keefe, you know, he, he's someone who uh, he, he he replaced Leo Rush in uh, this past BOLA. And I had no idea who he was. He's one of Booker T's students, you know. And and my buddy Nick started booking him for for these freelance shows, and I went and saw him a few times. And I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. He had a killer match with Mike Bailey like a few weeks back, and I think they they got to replicate that at like Bola. And you know, it's it, it again to me, it's awesome. Where it's like, yeah, this is someone who I have I would have no access to. Is I I don't go to the independent shows in Texas, you know. Though mm-hmm. I. I it would have to be a very specific scenario in which I'm down in Texas. I'm down in Texas visiting Kevin Aldridge and he's like, let's, <laughs> yeah. go, let's go to an independent wrestling show. Let's specifically go to this one that he might have been on. But um yeah, you know, it's just like the access to that, that that, you know, that you're given to, because it's you know, with WWE, unless you fit a specific mold and a specific look, it's you know, odds are it's like they're they're not gonna highlight you the way they have, which i think it's been a little bit more refreshing with with triple h in charge because i know that you know again from all accounts that was a thing that talent were like oh great now it's going back to you know bodybuilder blonde you know uh and yeah. it's just like no uh, apparent like you know again we weren't there so i don't know but it was like the news that triple h <laughs> was like no 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 like it's all cool everything's cool like vince will have little to minimum you know booking but I think, you know, going into WrestleMania would sort of show, you know, how much, how much it's just like, no, guys, it's cool. The Titanic is unsinkable. Like, they, they said yeah. when they made it, it's unsinkable as opposed to like, huh, there goes that iceberg.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like, you know, to, to Jake's point too, really, it's about like the, it it, it is important to tell. I mean, we just saw it with like, you know, somebody like fucking Sasha or, you know, Mercedes, like people are now like being able to like, prove their own worth a little bit better so it's it, it is a it would be a dangerous game to go back to one just fucking conglomerate of a wrestling company so um you have a little bit more i guess you know stake in your own in what you do and i don't know it's just definitely much better and i think like you know even at an independent level you just you know you can create your own little niche niche out like for just you know in all that you do like just you know Making a name for yourself is just uh, would be a lot easier, I think. It's, instead of like, like you said, like you know, there's like, well, yeah, we have this company here, but you have to fit these this fucking regulation, or if not, you're not working here. This one will hire you, but then that's it. <laughs> so it's definitely better, I think, with Triple H and I you know, from my outsider perspective of like it just see it does seem a lot better the last six months, and it is a little like. Uh, like what happens to all these guys that just came back and you know that's that's the thing i worry about even more than anything you know besides the victims of rape but uh you know that seems to get lost in all this but you know like is is these people that do have like their jobs and like you know like, they just again like you know a year ago we we're gonna cut you and now we're we want you like no no you're cool like let's come back and then like this comes in and you're like oh fuck, I, I, I don't know, man. I, if I were there, I still like no word you could ever tell me would be like it's okay <laughs> as long as that guy's there.
0: <laughs> I mean, you go back to that like Paul Heyman, uh, you know, he's like, "Hey guys, everything's cool, everything's, you know, we're 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 all good." Yeah. And the whole time he's like in cahoots at WWE because he's like, "Yeah, no, we're we're selling." But every, yeah. you know, Jake, I got to imagine too, like as an independent wrestler, there is always this every single time like a new wrestling comp or a new wrestling company pops up it's always like well that's it they took everyone everyone signed and there's there's nobody left and that that is always my favorite because at least from my perspective you know it's like working at pro wrestling tees like it's typically when people would get signed to WWE you know it's like okay well we have to you know no more Adam Cole merch no more uh, you know uh, Roderick Strong stuff like it's just we got to cut those out and oh you know that you know, nobody else is ever gonna step up, and then you have you know the the next sort of wave of people who you know who who become bigger names and stuff. So you start seeing more you know Joey Janela, Danhausen, Darby Allen, stuff like that. And I gotta imagine for for you a little, you know as an independent wrestler, seeing the like great, there's nobody left. That that's gotta put like a chip on your shoulder of like uh huh, yep, there's there's nobody left. Let me fucking show you who's left.
2: Yeah, always. I mean, there's there's always gonna be and even behind me, there's always going to be somebody next up. If if you, if you're not always working and always striving to be like, you gotta, you gotta want to be the best. You can't want to, that's, I think that's the problem with a lot of like, I've done some extra work for NXT and, um, I get to you know, when you, when you do extra work for NXT, you get to hang out with all the other workers and everything. And especially right now, probably more than ever, there's just such a sense of complacency in there. Like so many people are just like, I'm here, I'm done. I don't have to work anymore. And those people, are you know the 2.0 era and they're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna have longevity but there is a there's a niche group of people in nxt right now that are busting their ass and they know they've got something to prove and they know that the spot's gonna open up eventually Mm -hmm. those guys are are gonna are gonna because you know genetics and 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 looks will only take you so far and it's really it sounds so corny but it's so true it's like passion is what is gonna make you take to the next level passion is gonna is what's gonna get you through like nonstop workouts and horrible travel and it's so like you if you don't love this you're not gonna put they make the sacrifices to stay on top and um yeah you can definitely see it in there that there's just people that that make it based off of you know athletic ability and appearance and zero passion and they just they won't last and that's when the, the people that are passionate about this business and are putting in the work non-stop the, their time will come you just gotta stick with it And uh, but for sure. So there's always that thought of like, okay, who's who's going to blow their spot so that I can snatch it up and and make it mine and
1: and never let it go. So definitely. Yeah. yeah, So who is going to blow that spot, Jake? (laughs) (laughs) I want names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that that is something Drew and I talked about where, uh, you know, where I I remember going to, you know, prior to 2.0, like those takeovers and it was just it was the best you know because it was three four hours of it was like three four hours of wrestling and it was just five to six solid matches in and out a quick show super awesome and even the tv it was like it was easy to follow and then you know like the 2.0 comes around and it's like i don't know any of these people i know for a fact that most of these people are just hey you're really good at basketball have you ever heard of wwe and it's like yeah, I used to watch that Stone Cold and The Rock. And, you know, you, and that's not to say like you have to be a, uh, you know, uh, there are some purebred athletes that have come in and, you know, been the exception. You, you look at like a, a Bianca Belair who, again, for, from what I've seen of her, was kind of just like, yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know much about WWE. And clearly has come in, done the work, learned, and, and she's good. She's great. But then you also, you know, you do have your, your randoms like on on two that pop up where I'm like, this, come on, really? It's yeah. like they and that's why like with Regal back you know sort of I I you know I, I forget what sort of fancy title he has now like Global Talent something like that. I do hope that there is some more of that because, y- you know, y- you do need these guys who mm-hmm. are gonna yeah I will travel I will travel a hundred miles for you know for just a shot. Not hey, do you want to come from your fancy? You know, we know you're graduating your fancy uh, college next month. Uh, we'll set you up with an apartment. and You could do, you know, we'll do everything for you. You just got to show up to the warehouse and you know, I, I train three or four times a week. Like it's something that again, you you see it there and and I feel bad harping on them because again, I'm sure that some of these you know you have like like the the those Creed brothers who again they were just athletes came in and again they're blowing everyone's expectations out of the water, but like. You also have a bunch of them that aren't those dudes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the opposite,
2: opposite end of the spectrum too. Like, uh, there's plenty of athletes that are just you know freak athletes and, and look great and and you know I'm sure pop on camera, but they just they don't feel like they need to work as hard or they don't want it as bad. They're not willing to sacrifice as much. But on the other end of the spectrum, there's and this is just from you know working the independents, and I'm sure that you know. Everybody can agree with this, but there's there's a plenty of professional wrestlers that 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 don't have an athletic bone in their body, and and then that into the spectrum don't belong in the ring. I don't, yeah, think it belongs in the ring. I don't think that it's for everybody, and I don't know. So I think I think professional wrestling takes a lot of self awareness, <laughs> and not, not everybody has it. So.
0: yeah, that you know, <laughs> and and sometimes too, when it comes to that, it's like like Drew and I often talk about it. You know, because again, there are certain like there are certain wrestlers where, yeah, they. I know this person's going to be great at throw a microphone in front of them and they will talk their ass off and, yeah. you know, that'll yeah. be that. But and it, it is always funny to me when it's like, can you believe this person didn't go in there and put on like a technical Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle caliber match? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, why? Like why? Yeah. Why would they? You know, the the same way that. <laughs> You're like, uh, it's like that's not their thing. Like, why would they? And again, and it is mostly, you know, wrestling Twitter, just trying to find something to to harp on someone with. But that's always that where it's like, yeah, I know this person can fucking out wrestle everyone in that room, but like, you put a microphone in front of them and it's probably not their, their strongest suit.
2: Yeah, I think that's something I noticed. I don't mean to dog the company that I want to work for, guys. Please hire me, NXT. But, um, <laughs> but, but like, <sighs> I think that – so I recently went to an NXT live show just as a fan. I just watched it, brought my daughters. Yeah. In their- and um, I went to one a couple of years ago too. So the one I went to a couple of years ago was just full of like so much star power. Like the main event was Adam Cole and Kushida. And this is like in <laughs> Largo, Florida in front of like 200 people. Oh, I love that Largo gym. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. it was a- just like everybody that came out It seemed like yo this I'm watching someone special right now Like EC3 was on the roster at the time um, I want to say maybe like Heavy Machinery was on the roster at the time um, But it was a great show And this last one I went to Is a little bit more of the the 2.0 uh, roster And it just didn't feel like that at all It felt just like the, There was It was the quietest crowd I've ever heard for like a WWE event It was just people sitting on their hands um, kind of coming alive towards the end, but like what I noticed really watching it was who stood out were the people who worked the independence beforehand. And yeah. I think my logic behind it, I think is these guys that were brought in as athletes only know how to perform in a studio setting. They only know how to perform for a camera on 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 national television. They don't they didn't they've never had any experience of working a crowd or like getting the fans alive and things like that. So I think these these guys are used to going out there, hey, this is this is what you're supposed to do tonight. Go out there, do it. You got this much time and then you're done. Instead of like, I'll tell you I'll I'll, get, I'll do a name drop. Um, uh, Fallon Henley uh, on the NXT live show that I went to like stood out more than anybody. She had the crowd. She was the first, she was like the, probably the third or fourth match in the show and she had the crowd like on their feet because she just she she had that experience. She has independent experience. She has experience working a crowd and I think that's at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. This is entertainment. There's there's a reason that we don't fill up stadiums to watch amateur wrestling. There's some of the best athletes in the world, but it's not not exciting. They don't. They're not. You know, they're not there for us. Um, So yeah, I I think that that's a big thing that a big flaw in this whole like, oh, we're going to bring in guys from college basketball and and teach them how to wrestle. You got to teach them how to perform too. You got to teach them how to be stars, not just athletes.
0: Dude, I it's funny you mentioned that because it came up on like my Facebook memories where it was like a few years back I I drove up to somewhere in Wisconsin I remember which but it, it was for that it was like there was an NXT road show and it was cheap I mean it's cheaper you know for me at twenty four to drive up to yeah. Madison than it is to fly down to Orlando or to Winter Park yeah. and I remember it's the exact same thing where it was like you know I think it was like uh, american alpha versus ftr and like the opening match wow. and like the the main event is finn balor versus Tommaso champa because he's from up there and just again the rest of the card is just being stacked and that again that is one of those things where you again we're almost so spoiled with those takeovers where it was like ah there's so much you know there, there's so much talent where it's like can you believe so and so isn't on this show and it's like yeah like there's already you know there's <laughs> yeah. there's those 5 6 matches that they built up and it's not just going to be like i feel like one of the things that i've not liked about like the 2.0 era is just like all right and uh, another ladder match six people in this ladder match and it's like i get it you want everyone on on the show and yeah. stuff like that but i would much rather hear two you know hear two people hear even three people they have this storyline built we're going to put them in you know in in this one match and sorry, mm-hmm. you you know you won't get to see so and so, but it's fine because by the next show, you know they're gonna we're gonna build them up again and like it, it again it it just it feels very much and, I, and I'm sure it's the case is they're overcompensating for the fact that you know they they lost to uh, to AEW and that was even with like the you know all the the star power they could they, that they had in there and yeah man okay nxt to me is just the weird one because yeah like you bet i'm used to you know you show up and it's like the opening match is uh sasha bakes and charlotte flair and i'm yeah, like yeah. you know it's like oh this is the opener okay like, let, <laughs> let, like let's go that now it's i mean i don't know i talk about it with Drew all the time i don't know myself personally like what it would take uh to get me to like go out to wrestlemania i mean i know they're saying like gunther versus uh you know our Volter versus uh Brock Lesnar which I'm like all right yeah. I'm like that 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 might get me to 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 at least watch the show but um I don't know you know yeah
1: yeah i I think like too kind of like maybe get Jake's theory on this too like especially with those 2.0 people like they've just been working in front of a crowd the last like two years that is basically like I mean they're not paid but they're like they're there to cheer them on and do whatever like But then, like, you got Jake out here who's out there, you know, once a month, twice a month, however many times a month, like, in front of fans that, like, I don't know, even me, like, if I go to a taping that's like a live show versus an actual, I'm a little bit more vocal for TV, you know what I mean? And, like, he's, you know, you're out there in the, like, the one we're going to be doing this Saturday, you know, it's literally in the parking lot of a restaurant, like, and, like, you have to wait, like, work extra harder because there's so many other fucking distractions that are going on. Like you're learning how to get people like to cheer for you instead of just like these people are going to cheer for me. And like where you've, and and, you know, even though they're wrestling more on a daily basis or whatever it is, you're cutting your teeth with actually like fan interactions where it puts you way ahead of those people.
2: Yeah. I got to convince people to watch me over eating a fat Sandy sandwich. And that's exactly Uh,
0: <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> See, and and that's what I. No, and and that's what I love about those sort of like uh you know shows and scenarios because even again with us like there's like I mentioned freelance wrestling is, is the one promotion I hear that I go to a lot and oftentimes yeah like in the summer it's like they're having the show at this taco fest you know there's a some <laughs> sort of taco festival and they're gonna have a show there and you know it's tip like it is typically yeah like the people that know how to stand out where you know you got. All these strangers sort of just, again, oh, yeah, like I used to, you know, I used to watch that, me and my friends in high school, you know, but every now and then someone will be able to get everyone's attention to where they're people who were never going to go to an indie show. People who, again, don't even aren't even aware that WWE, the, the most, you know, mainstream one of them is still a thing um and you know because they're at this random you know uh, food festival in the summer they're just like oh wow look they you know these people are are, are doing this thing and they're captivated because again i i got to imagine you know and you probably speak to Jake with something like that it's all right yeah like you mentioned everyone is, is sort of uh you know busy with the sandwiches so we got to make sure to you know to do whatever we can to to steal their attention because even if you know even if one of those people you can get to hey wh- where do they do they put these shows on here every time it's like no 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 actually if you go to you know this you know this armory this high school this place and they do it every month like that's got to be a win on you
2: yeah um I think you there, like I think every wrestler's ideal scenario is to wrestle in front of a ton of super passionate wrestling fans but if you're not fortunate enough to be in that scenario then I think you got to make the best of it and and yeah, I mean, the, looking at the glass half full, if you're wrestling in front of a bunch of people who are not there to watch wrestling, you've got the opportunity to get a bunch of people invested in wrestling that might not have been before that day, but also invested in you right off the bat. So, um, yeah, I think ideally, like I said, we, all, we always want to wrestle in front of a packed house with a million screaming wrestling fans that are there to watch wrestling, blah, blah, but that's not always the case. And you just got to, I don't know, seize any opportunity that's given to you.
0: Yeah um well you know again just uh as we sort of wind down here like uh i always do enjoy you know hearing like that perspective because again like for all the independent shows that uh, i you know i that i frequent out here a lot uh, of times is to see my friends and i'm always i, mean, I don't want to try to ever like uh bother them you know with like wrestling questions per se because it's just it's one of those things where to me yeah again a wwe show and an aew show it's always going to be fun like you mentioned, it's. It's the same reason why more people go to you know the movie theater as opposed to like a, a play. But that's the thing. It's like there's some plays that I've seen. Like I saw Aladdin. I saw the on you know the the play of Aladdin. and I was just like, is that magic carpet really flying? Like an idiot. Where I was like, what contraption are they using? As if like you know, as if I was like the ten year old also sitting down. Like me and him looked at each other and we we're like, can you fucking believe this is going on? And stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Jake, if people want to, you know, uh, follow you, you know, uh, more from you, buy some merch from you, uh, you know, where can they follow you?
2: Oh, uh, definitely hit me up on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. It's, uh, the underscore Jake underscore Sterling and absolutely go hit up pro wrestling, tees.com slash Jake Sterling. Just put up a brand new shirt this week. So, you know, check it out.
0: Thanks. Nice. And uh yeah, you know, like I said, myself and Drew, you'll be able to hear us later on in the week this Friday. Uh we'll be ha- we'll be having that um uh glass onion review. So yeah. uh I was yeah. gonna ask
1: SJ too before you get out. Do you have any more dates besides this coming one? Well-
2: yeah, uh so this weekend, uh Sarasota, Florida, the twenty-first for Kingdom of Wrestling, and then the following weekend, January twenty-eighth for CWA in arcadia florida okay. and then i believe we're doing cwa again like two weeks after that in i want to say avon park florida similar area to arcadia florida. but yeah so yeah sarasota arcadia if you're in the area in florida check them out
0: awesome um and yeah and like i said you can hear some more of me and drew at patreon.com forward slash pwt cast uh and as well give a i would give you a huge shout out to the patrons of course clifford fraser jesse kolenberg joshua davis neil flanagan jonathan mayer Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Vivian, My Godfather Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Uh, Steve Feast, Rachel Sayarto, Drew Kistler, uh, Jacob Taos, Lucy Salgado, Sandra Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, the Kings of Sport, and, of course, Dickie Bird. Um, Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have you back on again um, because, again, I'm sure all you constantly hear about are how, like – How fun, this is the word I use, how fun and eccentric, you know, these these hearts tend to be. So I'm sure there's no shortage (laughs) of, uh, you know, Natty and TJ stories that you have to share. But uh, yeah, thank you again for coming on. And uh, for this week's episode of the PWT Cast, I've been Scrump. I've been Drew. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT Cast. And so
2: I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Bang, bang.